I mean, these are the things that I think about. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy Oso. And your girl Rocky. What's good, beautiful people? Welcome to the show. Yes, and today's episode is going to be an interesting one. Show is, <laughs> as every episode is. For sure. <laughs> so today's episode is Dating a Woman, Dating a Man. You decide. Mm. Quite a title, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to get into this title. Like, we have a, yeah, like you said, we have a great a show planned for today. We're going to get into some, some relationship dynamics, talking about the difference between the dating of the two genders and seeing how it has affected us personally. We're going to mm-hmm. get a little deep with personal stories. Um, but we're also going to talk about it in general. Like, what is the difference in what other people have experienced? And then, obviously, we'll get to some questions mm-hmm. from you, our lovely audience. Yes. Um, so, first, I want to say that while I've been looking for a lot more of queer representation, I don't want to leave myself out of it. Because I'm in a relationship with the Sushet men. I'm having a podcast with the Sushet men. And I don't want to only do queer stuff in the month of June, basically. Mm, got you. You know, like, I'm a queer person. So that is a part of my story. That's a part of my experience. And I don't want to leave that out. So even though you can't relate, oh, so. Mm-hmm. It's, sometimes it has to be, yeah, I got to tell my story. And then you just comment. <laughs> I mean... Yes, a uh, big elephant in the room, but not really. If you've listened to the show, you do realize I'm very, very, very straight. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't relate to everything that uh, Rocky goes through. Obviously, um, on her journey uh, within her queer community, within her just figuring stuff out as an individual, mm-hmm. that's all like part of her own process. And certain things I am not supposed to understand, or at least... I have a limit on where that understanding can go because I'm not living the experience. So it's just part of life. So yeah. you don't gotta you don't gotta be on everything, but it's good to be you know there by your partner's side as they are going through their growth. I think that's the best thing you can Thank do. Thank you, baby. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Now let's talk about if you're gonna be at these girls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes. So you know I'm I'm. I'm currently open to dating women. Um, Dating is a process. So, but in me reflecting on my experiences with women and talking to women, like I'm on dating apps and stuff like that, I came to the conclusion that dating women is more fun than dating men. So, you know me, I put it out to Facebook. (laughs) Oh, yes, you did. I did. And... A lot of women agreed with me, <laughs> which I was shocked at. Shocked, shocked. Shocked, I tell you, shocked. So, um, one of uh, one of the uh, my peers from Hampton, 
Shout out to Hampton University. H-U. The real H-U. Exactly. Sorry, Howard. <laughs> um, so shout out to Marcel for simply asking the question, why is that? Why is dating women more fun than dating men? I have no idea. I defer to you. <laughs> So before I really get into it, remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast on 11 different streaming platforms, and you know, hit us up with your questions. Yes, please do, because you know we love them questions. Yes. And we be answering. <laughs> Alrighty, so first and foremost, as a reminder, if you haven't seen or heard some of our other podcasts, mm-hmm. I identify as bi- bisexual and queer. So, for those who don't know, let me break that down as to what that is. Please do, for the people, good people listening. Yes. (laughs) So, bisexual means that I'm attracted to multiple genders. Um, I think, like, back in the day, uh, bisexual meant bi, meaning binary, meaning two, meaning uh, man and woman, meaning cis man and cis woman. However, times have changed. (laughs) And uh, I, for one, am attracted to cis men, trans men, and cis women for right now. We'll see if I meet somebody that throws that out the window, you know? Um, So yeah, so basically bisexual just means I'm attracted to multiple genders, but gender is a factor. Like I am aware of the gender and it's doesn't necessarily determine my attraction it's just i'm aware of it whereas pansexual means you're attracted to everybody regardless of gender so it doesn't matter what gender you are if they connect with you then they're attracted to you does that make sense makes sense to me i mean i know all this stuff but you know okay i'm just trying to make sure i'm explaining it right And then I want to remind you that bisexuality is on a spectrum. Um, There are people who identify as bisexual that are more attracted to the same sex, more attracted to uh, the same gender, more attracted to the opposite uh, sex or gender, and some people are right down the middle. I am more towards right down the middle. Um, I've dated men all my life. I've been attracted to men all my life. I'm just now accepting myself within my bisexuality, so... Now I'm recognizing my attraction to women. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much, I'm I'm pretty 50-50. Like, I can very easily be like, damn that man fine and damn that woman fine. Like, very easily. <laughs> so, so yeah. So as far as queer, because I also identify as queer. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? So queer, um, and I got this off a of video where, on YouTube, and it was called, uh, What Does Queer Really Mean? Because it is a, it is a... <laughs> it's a good search. Yeah, it's a question for a lot of people. Especially those that aren't in the community. They're like, what the fuck? What is this? <laughs> you know? And for those who are frustrated by the consistent uh, new terms that are coming out, I would say, one, life is always changing. Get used to it. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> Um, this is our growth. Like we're understanding more of ourselves and we're creating or understanding or realizing new terms that more so, um, match up with 
how we identify, how we see ourselves. So the fact that you don't want to learn it don't mean shit. We still going to use these new terms. So if you want to respect the people in your life or just respect people for being humans and respect them for how they identify, you know, what they want to be called, all of that, then, you know, you'll learn the terms. Or you have a friend who will teach you. So anyways, can you stop that? You're distracting me. I don't know what you're talking about. And neither do the people listening to the show. Stay focused. <laughs> what are you doing? Look at her. All right. I try to give her all this free reign on the podcast, but when not, I let her speak her truth. Mm-hmm. And she over here just playing around with the time. Mm, shame on her. Y'all don't see what Oso's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got no Eric. <laughs> all right. So anyways... So queer, according to that video, queer is the gray areas. It's the undefined, the umbrella term. It applies to both sexuality and gender. So there can be, um, so like I use queer in relation to my sexuality. Um, Some people use queer in relation to their gender. So like gender queer. Um, Someone said, if there's no perfect label for you, uh, queer is the one to, to use because it embraces the ambiguity and the fluidity Amongst everything, you know, so, so yeah, it's a very uh, vague term that allows people to fall into that if they don't feel a match with any of the other labels, as well as using an umbrella term. So gay used to be the umbrella term for the community, but now queer is the umbrella term one, because gay was centering cis white gay men meanwhile the rest of us are going through a lot on the back of the bus or what was Dave Chappelle's analogy uh, in the car yeah (laughs) white gay men are sitting in the driver's seat in the driver's seat and white lesbians are in the passenger Mm -hmm. and what do you say and then bisexuals in the back yeah trans trans are in the back thankful for the lift yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then queer is outside looking in talking about I feel like I should be in this car <laughs> such a good joke yeah it was, it was a great breakdown <laughs> but um but yeah so that's my identities bisexual and queer why I don't use pansexual uh cause I do recognize gender um in my attraction and then comes the term sexual fluidity so the articles that I'm basing today's shows on, one is called Women Over 30 Are Leaving Their Husbands and Boyfriends for Other Women. Dun, dun, dun. And it's by Nina Pierre. And it's in the InStyle magazine or whatever. <laughs> and then the other one is Why Women Leave Their Husbands for Other Women by Lauren Vinapal. And it's on Yahoo Lifestyle. So I'll be referencing those articles um, throughout the rest of the show. So in those articles, they talk about sexual fluidity and how it's different than bisexuality, which again, going back to bisexuality, it's a spectrum. It's fluid as is queer. So how is it different? You know? Say it one more time. So sexual fluidity mm-hmm. is different than bisexuality mm-hmm. and queer, even though bisexuality and queer both have a spectrum and fluidity. Yeah, because the term means something different. 
Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. So they broke it down to um, sexual fluidity is situational. It's based on the person. And how you can have happy, satisfying relationships with men all your life, and you meet one woman, and you fall in love, or you have a sexual experience, Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily who you are, how you identify, who you're going to be with for the rest of your life, type of thing. And all of this boils down to how people identify. So respect the labels that people use, the terms that they use, how they identify, because it ain't about you in that moment. It's about them. (laughs) So, the phrase sexual fluidity was originally coined by psychologist Lisa Diamond in 2008. After following the same 100 women for a decade, she found that there were crucial differences between bisexuality and sexual fluidity that otherwise heterosexual women experience. Bisexuality is defined as being attracted to men and women. Again, that was the older understanding of bisexuality. It's, uh, it's changed recently. Uh, many women, Diamond found, identified as gay or straight, but accepted the fact that they might change their minds at some point. When experts say that women are more likely to be sexually fluid, they mean that they more likely, sorry, that they're more likely to make an exception to or even update their sexual identities. So what do you think about that? I think uh, from what perspective? What do you mean by when you ask the question? Your sit man perspective, but also as a therapist. Okay, so just as me as a person outside of anything um, dealing with my career, uh, well, they're kind of intertwined. Yeah. That's why I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so the way I think about it when I first heard it is I think that a lot of men aren't as fluid because in this society, there's no, uh, I think it doesn't allow for fluidity in men or dualities of masculinity or femininity for that. Yeah. For that matter, because once a guy shows a feminine, you know, characteristic Characteristic, or Mm -hmm. or anything Mm -hmm. he might be labeled as fully gay Gay. yeah a lot of people don't believe in bisexual men yeah exactly yeah Mm -hmm. there's a lot of biphobia specifically towards men so if you 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 and then we're just talking about bi Mm -hmm. fucking fluid like you say the guy says i'm fluid Mm -hmm. they're like man get the fuck out of here exactly exactly that's that's, so there's that too Mm you know um so i think in a in terms of society like there's not that much accepting of it, of acceptance of it from men's point of view. So I'm guessing that's why there isn't a widespread mm-hmm. uh, ex- uh, practice of it, even though the feelings might actually be there for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the article uh, pointed that out. You're spot on. It said, I think data. Me. <laughs> I think data are sufficient to suggest that more women are likely to change their reported sexual orientation depending on their circumstances, where men are more resistant to changing their identity from sexual behavior alone. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, you won't be accepted. And I have heard that from men where they're like, yeah, I got head from a man, but that doesn't mean I'm gay. Whoa, pause, pause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have heard that from men. And again, well, the the definition of c- homosexuality is, or even bisexuality, it's the attraction. Mm-hmm. Are you attracted to that person? 
I just don't get how you can have someone give you head and not be attracted to, to them. I, I don't understand. I, I okay, so I don't know about other guys. I mean, some people this is, this are me really... speaking for me again. <laughs> I, I, from my perspective, uh-huh. this might be you know totally like I wouldn't get it. I probably mm-hmm. would not get it. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. But coming from my perspective, how the fuck you gonna let? So okay, so I would I would say trying to play devil's advocate. I would, I would say I, I need I like need. some people are very removed, and if they're like they can please somebody else, and that has nothing to do with them. Like it's if they're not receiving it, you know. So they're giving head, and they're just enjoying it. So okay, so for example, like I, I, I I've heard I've heard the context of if you were closing your eyes, if you were blindfolded, mm-hmm. and somebody was giving you head. Would you know if it was a woman or if it was a man? I mean, you wouldn't know until you open your eyes. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. But so, as soon as you open your eyes... You know. <laughs> yeah, what would your reaction be? And that tells you something. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, some... And I've heard this for, for uh, women getting eaten as well. Like, well, apparently, there is the the women eat better, you know, rumor. That's starting to fall apart because there are a lot of women who don't know how to eat. Well, because as women are getting more experiences, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. with all this fluidity, right? They're realizing some women are just well, yeah, not good at it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. But so, in general, I'm sure. It, it's, it's, so I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't get it. But that's that's where yeah, there is less. Um, Fluidity, fluidity. Less acceptance, mm-hmm. even within yourself, to allow yourself to be fluid or to update your identity. And that's, and that's, um, and these articles, that's what they were talking about. They couldn't figure out. So the articles, again, it's talking about the increase in a switch for women dating uh, when women are in their 30s or 40s. So they could be happily married to a man for all of their life and then just something happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know if it's, um, correlated or caused by the queer acceptance that's happening now. You know, like there's a lot more acceptance. Obviously, laws have been changed. Social acceptance, like there's a lot more acceptance specifically to women in our fluidity. Right. Yeah. So they don't know if it's just happenstance or if that's the reason that that more women in their 30s and 40s are like, yeah, I'm out. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. As like most things, it's probably a combination of both. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, black or white. It's not either or. For sure, for sure. Uh, but definitely, I, I could see why culturally that would be a big deal because if you felt like trapped with being in a relationship, like we've had a friend, I'm not going to put her stuff out there, but she uh, felt like she was dating men because she felt like it would be more accepted by her parents, even though she identified as queer. And although in her journey as she was dating men, she realized, like, okay, this is not it. Like, I really do like women. It was hard for her to accept that. And that was, like, a big mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of women out there that are like that, where it's like, not even that they don't hate men. Like, they could be bi as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but they've never gotten to really embrace the... Mm-hmm. Uh, affection or love for other women mm-hmm. so now that they do imagine being a love in a loveless marriage 
on top of that, like, Ooh. you would be out real quick. Life is short. So, apparently in these articles, they said late in life sexual fluidity isn't all that uncommon. And that losing interest in sexual attraction to men happens a lot. I could see that. I mean, it, was, it happened to me so fast that <laughs> that it didn't happen. <laughs> Wait, what? I've never been attracted to men. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Um, See, look how quick it was. Like, oh as soon as I got out the womb, I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, I why like why you, I just came out of Why do you think it would be common for women to lose interest or sexual attraction to men? I don't know, because we be on some fucked up shit. So say you're married for like, you know, 20 years. What do you think happens? I think men, um, because again, a lot of the societal uh, roles placed on us, like we've been boxed into just being like the provider and, and that being enough. So mm. if we feel like we're doing our job as a provider and, and all that, we don't even look to see if there's anything else wrong or if there's any other needs that need to be satisfied within our relationships. Damn, facts. So we just out here like, oh, I'm providing, I'm doing my shit. Mm-hmm. She complaining about what? Oh, that's bonus. That's, that's what feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't talking about this. I got to deal with that on top of being bill. Oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now we're not even really paying the bills. Y'all bringing in the bacon, so mm-hmm. you got that on top of that. You think what, a you gonna, offering, what, what you offering, baby? What you offering? Stay? Uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a combination of all those factors. Because, yeah, women are getting the bag now, and there's less, like, manual labor jobs where the skill set was tailored more towards men. Mm-hmm. So... Those trade and manual labor jobs are gone. And plus, there are a lot of women who can do those things now, too. So, you got competition on that side as well. So, a lot of us are not in the greatest financial positions. So, you take that away, the provider persona. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, what do we have? Crickets. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot more. It's just, do we realize it? And do you work to grow that part of right. you? Um, how do you say that word? Uh, neuroendocrine. Doc- neuroendocrine. In doc- docrine? Docrine? I think it's neuroendocrine. Endocrine. Di- uh, whatever. I don't. I don't know this word. Okay. What is this? What does it mean? Neuroendocrine, an epigenetic shift in brain chemistry that is hormone based. Oh. So the article suggested that the reason for the shift in older women towards um, same-sex attraction uh, may be hormone-based. So the bonding between women goes beyond sexual attraction. Like you were saying, if the man is only providing the the financial means or even the sexual means, but that's Mm -hmm. it, yeah, the, the woman may need something more. So that additional value may push it toward, why would I go back to men? Oxytocin, dubbed the love hormone, may be Mm -hmm. a contributing factor that women have more oxytocin than men towards their ability to fall in love with somebody and then develop attraction, which is why women are more likely to be fluid. And I would definitely say women are emotional. So if you got two women together, (laughs) baby... <laughs> Emotions be flying. That's why I get, you know, caught up. Yeah, that you all shit. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. When y'all meet yesterday? Wait, what? Right. When y'all break up? Two days ago? 
But um, but even with the oxytocin, like yeah, if if we have that pumping more within us because you know we're um prepping to be mothers, but um, and then you're with another woman, that's hella love hormone right there. Loving you. One thing that I found interesting was they said one hormonal explanation may be that women's testosterone levels increase with age and higher testosterone levels have also been linked with increased incidence of homosexuality and bisexuality in women. This might help explain why women may be more fluid in their 30s and 40s after having kids. After having kids. So it increases after children? I don't know if it's an age or after children. They said both. Okay. But... That was an interesting factor. Okay. Yeah, that oxytocin is a bitch. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know about that. The love drug, baby, the love hormone. All right. So to end with these articles, women are more likely than men to cheat on their spouses with a same-sex partner. Mm. Studies suggest. I knew it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that women are more likely to be homosexual or bisexual. It's that women appear more willing than men to change their minds about what turns them on throughout their lives. Men tend to choose a sexuality and stick with it. Experts agree. (laughs) Women are sexual wild cards. Mm. I'll go heavy wild cards as long as I'm included in the day. (laughs) So so that was a really interesting stance on why uh, older women or women in their 30s or 40s are shifting towards that sexual fluidity. Um, now I'm going to actually, uh, again, once we get into the Q and a, we're going to actually hear from some women. Um, and before that, I'm going to actually talk about my experiences dating women and why that is more fun for me than dating men. But first Mm -hmm. to include Oso in this conversation, Oh shit, I'm here. even though, (laughs) you know, he's not queer nor a woman, but he has dated multiple women at the same time. I have. I have dated women, y'all. Now, again, this is all ethical non-monogamy, so mm-hmm. they're all consenting, they're all aware, everybody's good. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, yes, what were your experiences of dating multiple women at once with all of our emotions? <laughs> well, what I noticed is that I had to hold on. Well, I didn't have to, but by the nature of me being like the person that I am, I was holding on to the emotions of both of the women that I was dating um, at the same time, like holding on to some of the things like that maybe they weren't um, ready to say or willing to say. So I had to be the person to put myself out there actually first before any of them. Wait, Uh, what do you mean by that? uh, So like if you're feeling some type of way about, uh, in a good way, like you're, you're having these feelings, you're feeling very attracted to the person, but you don't know how to word it. You're afraid to uh, say things because of the dynamic and it's new and it's like you've never been with somebody who's not monogamous or something else like that. Mm-hmm. So usually it's the women who are able to communicate their feelings a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But in that situation, it's, it was I felt like I played the role of the person having to hold those conversations or initiate them first mm-hmm. because it was a new dynamic for them. So like me bringing up like the feelings that you know they might have had that if they felt some type of way about me dating someone else uh, me being the first person to initiate like uh, conversations around security or, or plans or scheduling or something else like that to 
make sure that we are on the same page. Um, so this is particularly referencing uh, when Oso and I were experiencing the same person. Yes. Who was a woman. Yes, but I mean, it goes for like everything though. But for, even when you were dating other women and I didn't necessarily have any interaction with them, how was that experience? Um, It was... As far as like dating me and then all that I came with. It was it was rough in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I was going through a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And dating other women. <laughs> um, with me dating other women, it's it's always been relatively pleasant for me. Like uh, I've had some bad dates, but for the most part, it's been pretty easy to talk to to the women. I mean, it's always been pretty easy for me to talk to women. Mm. Um, and I've noticed some of the conversations get a little bit deeper. Uh, depending on the type of women that I'm talking to. The ones that I, I attract or the mm. ones where I go after are usually very artistic and everything else like that. So that's usually where they come from. Um, so I've had good experiences. The bad experiences that I have had have just been like misalignments, like someone who mm. I probably wouldn't have gotten along with anyway, but I happen to take a chance and be like, ah. I'll try this or I'll try that and it, it didn't really work out that well. So that was just more so, you know. Well, I'm, I'm more interested in the fact that you're dating multiple women at the same time and how is that? Not necessarily the women you are dating. Okay, so what do you mean exactly by that question? <laughs> so like, dating multiple people at the same time is a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. What is it like dating multiple women at the same time? Well, dating multiple women at the same time isn't as difficult because... I think of like the only thing that's difficult is the time management Mm -hmm. um, really when it comes to the energy and I don't know because right now I haven't been dating for like a purpose with these Mm -hmm. other women Mm -hmm. so it's not like I'm taking in Mm -hmm. all of their energy Mm -hmm. or anything else like that Mm -hmm. so it's mostly like me seeing if we're gonna take it to the next level on a physical level or we're gonna just be chill friends and then we gonna hang out some other time with gotcha. the year, you know what I'm saying? So I haven't really experienced anything where I had to manage my emotional uh, boundaries or flex that muscle when it comes to holding two two women's emotions mm-hmm. in the in a relationship. And um, except for the time, except for that yeah. time when we were dating mm-hmm. the same woman, mm-hmm. yeah. So for me, it's been chill. It's been like most of my dates have been pretty easy. Um, I have nothing to compare it to in terms of men. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Not going to have anything <laughs> to compare it to in the future. Sorry. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much my perspective on it. Um, women are always a good time to hang out with in general. And dating them just comes with the perks of being able to touch and feel hmm. and caress on their beautiful bodies while still getting to know their incredible incredible spirits. So like that's the bonus for me. It's like, oh shit, I get to do all that on top of just, you know, chilling and, and talking to you and kicking game and, and spreading knowledge and exchanging knowledge between each other. That's the win-win. Hmm. Okay. Can't do that with no man. I mean... Yes, you, you can. Well, I can. <laughs> we can have a deep conversation like, damn, y'all really fuck with this dude. And then that's it. If I meet a girl, like, y'all really fuck with this girl. You trying to fuck? 
the cherry on top. It's a beautiful thing. So, again, I'm the one who put the, the post out there on Facebook mm-hmm. that I do believe dating women is a lot more fun than dating men. Now, I have a few theories as to why that is. First, I would like to say that, again, I only started dating women in 2018. Um, so I'm still new to this. Um, and I've dated men all of my life. I've had multiple boyfriends, but Oso is my first long-term uh, partner. And then, like, past six months <laughs> type of thing. Like, I have not had long relationships. Um, but I've had a lot of sexual experiences with men. Um, and I've had, like, friends with benefits, fuck buddies, like, long, consistent sexual partners, like, that kind of thing. So, just to give you some background on that. So, this is kind of what my breakdown was as far as why I thought dating women was more fun than dating men. <laughs> so, again, for me, it's new. I don't know what else everyone else's story is, <clears throat> speaking to all the women who agreed to that post. But I just started dating women for the first time in my life. So just the novelty of this new experience um, is just why it's more fun, because it's new. Uh, The second thing, I was dating men with the mindset of finding a life partner. And even though I eventually want a woman life partner, I I have grown in myself as I'm focusing on the connection with women versus the destination with men. Even though I have dated men with no destination in mind at times. But because women are just pumped with this marriage and kids and the family and all this other shit since we're born. It's like that was my drive in relationships is finding that life partner. And again, I wasn't aware or accepting of myself as a queer person. So that was the end all be all. Um, And then Marcel was talking about it. And he was like, again, he was the one that posed this question to me about why. And he was like, that must have been a lot of pressure on the man. Like, if this is what you're seeking, this long-term life commitment, that must have been a lot of pressure on the men that you were dating. And I was like, yeah, fair point, (laughs) you know? But that's the mindset that I had when I was dating then. So again, I was dating more in high school and college. Um, I took a break in grad school. I dated a couple guys, but I was nowhere near serious towards dating. Um, I dated a couple guys when I came to Oakland, but again, wasn't that serious. Um as far as actively dating. So most of my dating experiences were in high school and college, so therefore I have grown a lot since that time. So just my understanding of relationships and dating in general has changed. Um, another growth point, my standards and respect for myself and what I will or will not allow have gotten a lot higher, as well as getting to know myself a lot more that helps me weed out matches. So me dating women, I'm not accepting like that bare minimum like I need you especially as a therapist I need to come home to peace so I can't I yeah I need a lot that you already have as far as your growth work so and I told them told Marcel this when I was talking to him I was like you know if I were to date men right now I'm not interested in it but if I were to date men right now it would probably be the same thing I'll be focusing on the connection versus the destination I would be um having my respect for myself and my standards be a lot higher. So therefore it could be more fun, you know, but I'm comparing it based on my history and then my current experiences. So to that point, dating women is more fun for me. Ooh, this next one. I dated men with a trial and error mentality. Mm. 
So again, I was dating men in high school and college and shit sucked. The emotional growth of men was severely stunted then. And I would take on the emotional labor of teaching them. So while women aren't perfect at all, they do have a leg up on the emotional growth compared to men. Just because we are more emotional creatures and it's just, we just are forced to grow more. Like, because it's more acceptable for us to work on that part of ourselves, you know? Hmm. I get it. I mean, uh, yeah, like you said, just speaking from a biological mm-hmm. perspective, you guys mature a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you deal with emotions and go through them mm-hmm. versus like us. I think we try to like skip over them and mask them and cover them up. Like, and- for example, when uh, uh, women experience heartbreak, we just go back out there and get the heart broken again. When men experience heartbreak, they shut down. They a hoe. Like, they <laughs> ain't no more relationships. We out for at least five years. You know? <laughs> like, you ain't catching us for at least a, a two two years minimum. Mm-hmm. Like, you ain't going to see that man in another serious relationship. Unless it's like a fucked up one where he's just yeah. like rebounding. Yeah. But uh, he ain't going to put his heart out there again. Because mm-hmm. we can't deal with that shit. Y'all, y'all go through the actual... The actual heartbreak. Go through the mm-hmm. actual process of healing. Y'all remember the 90s R&B playlist? Keisha Cole, Mary J. Blige, you know, <laughs> you had to go through them emotions. See, we don't got no damn artists like that. Who do we go through? <laughs> I, I sure. used to, no, we used to listen to fucking rap after that. Like, all right, we need to, we need to toughen up. You fucked up. You didn't let your heart go, go to some girl. All right, now you got to listen to some 50. What you doing? Mm. And, and I think also with the trial and error mentality, again, it's the error is this was not a successful match for long term life commitment. You know, versus like, what did I learn from this person? How was the connection? Can I still connect to them even though a romantic relationship isn't on the table? You know? Um, ooh, the next one I said, uh, women have a clear leg up as the black woman is the most educated demographic and we are the ones out of the black community that are more so in therapy. That's also true. Mm-hmm. goes back to what I was saying before like just being the provider is not always enough so we feel inadequate because we aren't able to recognize what other qualities and characteristics we have as men because we're so stuck and fixated on just being a provider like that's cool but like again everybody's trying to get the bag out we here. don't need that everybody it's like there's not one person out here not trying to get the bag so you saying oh I got the bag is not enough the next one is gonna have the is gonna be doing the same thing. The next woman or man, mm-hmm. the next person is trying to get money. Like this is not this is no longer like it's like oh, well, I, I I feed my kids. Like that's no longer like it's, it's like saying that it's like that's no longer enough. Right to say that that, that you're <laughs> uh, doing your, your kids shit. need a lot more than food, water, right. and shelter. Like that's the bare minimum. There's no longer exactly. bragging about that. So like that's the male equivalent. Like we've been boiled down to like. Oh, I'm a provider, or mm-hmm. I take pride in you know putting you know I, I give my girl this or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. She don't need all that no more, <laughs> you know. So, nope. and you need to find much more value in yourself. Like that's the biggest thing because there's so much more value to you than just yeah. being an ATM, dog. right? Exactly. Uh, one thing that definitely contributed to uh, the fact.
fact that dating women is more fun for me is that women are less creepy than men. Um, <coughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to, I have to do less of a safety assessment with women. Now I will say there's still domestic violence within uh, same sex or same gender relationships. However, I feel safer. Like I there's so much guard that is up when I'm with men because I don't know this man. You know, actually assessing his views on rape culture is like a conversation that needs to be had. Having a conversation on patriarchy or misogyny or toxic masculinity is a conversation that needs to be had. Because it's like, I don't know where he stands. Consent! Again, like, and because men generally, biologically, are stronger than women, it's, and again, we're talking cis, um, like, that is, it's a, it's a real concern. You know? And a lot of guys just don't know how to approach women and be coming off creepy as fuck. Like last night. <laughs> oh. I wasn't there. So. <laughs> I told him about something, it. Something, yeah, something went down last night. Yeah. Just, just. So yeah, women to me are less threatening. So therefore, without that on my radar as much, I can, I have more freedom. Freedom. In being able to date women. You know, so speaking to that, so again, I'm, I'm having this conversation with Marcel and Marcel's like, you know, again, with the, the looking for a male life partner, um, that's a lot of pressure, but if you're not looking for that in women, that must have a lot more liberation specifically in a non-traditional relationship. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like when something isn't mapped out entirely from your birth, again, Disney princess movies, you get to explore, you get to create, you get to discover more of what works, right? Like you get to actually design your relationships, especially being with women because it's out, it's already outside the norm. So I automatically get more freedom because there's no box or guidelines to follow. So that's essentially what makes it more fun to date a woman for me than dating men. If I were to go out there and date men, it may be different from my past experiences. But right now, I'm having a blast dating women. Because women, especially black women, are fucking amazing. And fine as fuck. Yes. Especially this one. Oh, thank you, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's pretty much the end of the show. I think the next thing we're going to do is the Q&A video that will be available on our YouTube channel on Wednesday. Yep. On Wednesdays, that's when we drop our Q and A's. So make sure you get your questions in for our next episode. We'll be posting. Uh, we'll post the question, question for the next episode next, on Friday. On Friday, so mm-hmm. make sure you look out for the questions so you can send us the uh, the response r- responses mm-hmm. and any comments that you have mm-hmm. because we love hearing from y'all. Like that's yeah, we love the conversation. That's the best part. Of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification bell so that way you're made aware of when our Q&A video premieres. Yes, please do. Hit that ring-dee-ding-ding-ding-dong bell because mm-hmm. if you don't, you can't tell. Exactly. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our podcast, and remember to share. Yeah. Don't be stingy. Don't <laughs> share this beautiful content. Mm-hmm. You know you want to. Yeah. <laughs> So what say you, audience, 
If you are a queer woman, do you prefer to date women over men? Let's hear from you. Yeah. And to all my fellas, have you ever considered dating outside of your own, uh, I dated your own gender? Have you ever considered that? You probably could be non-binary too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Just put the question out there. You can send these answers anonymously, just mm-hmm. so you know. Mm-hmm. You, can, you don't gotta uh, put yourself out there. <laughs> DM us. Yeah, you can slide in the DMs real slow. Mm-hmm. Nobody gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it on the low. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> and then to the fellas, what do you find so amazing about dating women, or not? Right. <laughs> I told you what I found amazing about it. Like, they're amazing, and then you get to touch on top of that. That's the bonus plan. It's like, you're amazing. And you're fine. Damn. <laughs> now, I'm sure other people have different experiences with women because I had heard some horror stories with the good men out here. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we want to hear from. Like, we want to hear about all the experiences mm-hmm. from each side of the spectrum, wherever you may like. Exactly. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, that's been the show today. It's your boy, Oh So. And your girl, Rocky. We will see you in the next one. Peace! And love. Always. Mm-hmm.